Hey, welcome to the latest edition of the SW Experience. I am the Shogun Simon Payne, and I am bringing you this latest episode with me and good old friend Big Al. You see, well, due to the ongoing global bastard, we were unable to film this in person, so had to do this shit over the phone. You know, so in this episode, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about Death Stranding, we talk about esports, we talk about Catwoman towards the end of there, we talk about Star Wars, you know, we really talk about Star Wars a lot, anybody who's listened knows this, but, you know, we, it's just, you know, it's, it's sort of our thing, I guess, I mean, every podcast Big Al must have something to do with Star Wars, it's practically a cliche at this point, but, you know, I mean, we talk about a lot of interesting topics, you know, Kim Jong-un, dog food, and gaming, well, whatever. So, all this and more on the SW Podcast, uh, this is it, and uh, now we're going to get to it. And here we go. He makes movies. You don't make games, he make whole-ass movies. Yeah, man. It's, it's like proper feature-length shit. Like, if you actually measured all the... Look at how long all the cutscenes are. That's a proper movie-length sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Even the way the shit is filmed with, like, camera angles and how the story plays out. I bet you, you know, like, the first part of Death Stranding, like... It's boring as fuck, man. There's a lot of exposition and just, I mean, dude, it, the parts that are dull are really fucking dull, but the parts that are good are I really good. The, yeah. I found the game that's the opposite to Death Stranding in a weird way. How so? It's called Ghost Runner. I don't know if I've told you about this Yeah, game. it's like Cyberpunk. It's, no, it's nothing like Cyberpunk. Oh. It is a Cyberpunk game, but it's nothing like Cyber, like you know, oh. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Okay. All I saw was some images, man. What? What's so good about it? It's uh, how do I put this? The story is pretty meh. Let's put it that way. Okay. But the gameplay is like the best shit ever. It is Murder's Edge with Doom Eternal. That's the best way I can describe it. Doom Eternal. Okay. Yeah, the, the new Doom. Yeah, yeah, the the sequel to the reboot. No, wait, the, the sequel to the reboot. Yeah, remember that. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. But Murder's Edge. Yeah, that that was mostly free running, right? Yeah, this this game it is mostly free running, um, but the thing is, everything in this game is one shot. One shot? You mean yeah? Like those one shot movies where it's just one camera moving around the no, whole. No, as in, as in one shot, one kill. Oh. This whole game. Oh. So enemies can get killed in one shot, but you can also get killed in one shot. Oh. Yeah. Which makes it very interesting. And enemies don't stay like, oh, just one guy with a gun. It's. So. Uh, they have. There are other ninjas. There are crazy robots that look like they're from Middle Gear. And. The game, the game is wild. Yeah. But the story is the most bland shit ever. It, it proposes the classic um, question Would you. Would you rather live free in a chaotic world or locked up or be like machine perfect in a structured world where you have no choice and freedom of your own? It's like that uh, Detroit Become Human game from like two years ago, I think. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that game. The guy who made that also made Heavy Rain, which, 
thing with this guy, man, there's some pretty meaningless tasks that you have to do in both games. I don't know why, but it just you gotta take out the trash and wash dishes and I don't know. They're all quick time events, which just makes me wonder why would you do this? Why is this like why is this a thing? Yes. You know, that, that kind of reminds me to a lesser extent of how um, the, uh, what are those games? You know, The Walking Dead and those series of games. The Telltale games? Yeah. Yeah. Remember those? Before Telltale just stopped being a thing. Disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. Yeah, what about those games? It, those had very like quick timey events and that kind of thing. Yeah, like the basic. You believe that quick time events in video games are essentially interactive cutscenes? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That sucks. Plus, it's kind of lazy though, because you could literally set up a cutscene throw in some quick time events and say there that's gameplay but it fucking but I think what makes it what, what, what really sold me for, for certain um, like Walking Dead-esque type of games was the um, the fact that characters remember things for a very flippin' long time I remember the Batman game it mattered something I did like in the very first scene and it came back to bite my ass Nah, 
dollars a year. sign with these different teams and shit like it's like i don't know it's the closest thing you can have to like a professional sports team in that different with all the different teams and the rankings and the money shit though i suppose the difference between like live sports and esports is like like the physical sports has like a union and whatnot you imagine if esports had a fucking union Esports actually does. They is they have unionized because they were having problems where teams were just getting bought out. Bought teams out. just straight up getting bought out because what, what would happen is like a group of like very good kids would be on a very small organization and they'd be really good. You know, they'll win tournaments and stuff. And this much larger organization would just buy them out. No, straight underneath the hogs, like, like, oh, we'll pay you triple what you, what you're earning, um, but as long as you just sign with us, so unionization had to become like a, a proper thing. Yeah, some esports it's still developing, but I think for League of Legends it is a, it's it's done now. It's unionization is, it's done, and in Korea there's actual laws regarding like esports players. South, because that. Uh, North Korea, you can't do shit. South Korea. <laughs> I was wondering for a sec, like, wait, Kim Jong Un gives a shit about esports, man. Uh, Kim Kim Jong Un secretly plays League of Legends in his freaking, you know, his his gigantic palace. Yeah, just oh fuck, dude. Like just anytime you find. <laughs> Just him and like his head of security sitting there just in some secret room. Oh, dude. Man. That man, that man is just like, he's like a dictator, but he's also a meme in a way. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a first, because normally when you imagine a dictator, like the first thing that comes to mind is like some oppressive, murderous motherfucker, but then... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. This dude is just straight memeing. Like, <laughs> remember that time he he wanted to pass a law that all the men had to have the same haircut as him? Like, what the fuck? Who does shit like that, man? Bro, you know, dog food is a real thing, man. Dog you know food. You buy the cooks. You can buy dog flavored instant noodles.
thoughts on the original Lord of the Rings trilogy? The, the Hobbit to one side. The original LLTR trilogy, because, like, I saw this marathon of it, the, like, I think it was last month. I saw all three movies and, like, the two Hob and those Hobbit movies. So what did you think about those first three films? On the Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah. So, when I was a kid, yeah. I watched the with my dad, and it was kind of like a bonding for us. So, wait, did you say comparing Lord of the Rings to The Hobbit? No, I mean, on their own, like those three movies as their own singular thing. The Hobbit to one side, those three movies, you have a high so opinion of don't, don't make any I, I, I that's the problem with, with, with movie series, eh? Because if you just watch one, you gotta watch all of them. Because, you know, it's a trilogy. Yeah. But the way that Lord of the Rings was structured, you have to watch all of them. Because there's an actual end goal to them. Yeah. An over I think that's what Star Wars buggered up on. Is that there was no overarching end goal. We thought the overarching end goal was Snoke and him dying and them, you know, getting rid of the First Order and establishing a proper, you know, resurgent republic. Yeah. But no, he, he dies at the midway point, at least three quarters, into the second movie, and then it's just a shit show. It's just a free-for-all shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you want about George Lucas and his prequels, but at least he had a narrative theme throughout. Mm. He knew how the mm. thing was going to end. Exactly. He knew that little, that little spark of anger and anger could grow and grow and grow and grow. And eventually, he, he, he snapped the dark side. Yeah. And you could tell, and you knew who the main character was in that original truly, because... In the original trilogy, it was Luke's story, like, basically the hero's story. And in the prequels, it was Anakin's turn to Darth Vader. In the sequels, you'd think, okay, this is, it must be Rey's story, right? And the first movie suggested that. Then the second one came around, it's Rey and Kylo Ren's story. Okay, they were like, and then the third movie came around, it's just, it's Rey, it's Kylo Ren, and Finn also gets some, and the dude, what's his name, fuck, he, he's playing Moon Knights, but he also has, like, an arc going on, and just... You know, I, I wanted to see more of him. Holy shit, I wanted to yeah. see more of him. Because I didn't like his character throughout the series. Um, but just that we saw less and less and less of them, it really just pissed me off. Yeah. Why? Come on. No, you, there was a lack of development in his characters as the films went on, in a way. Exactly. This is, uh, it really pisses me off, man. When you give this a great character, right? Yeah. And then they just like... Oh, no, you're not going to see much of them. Oh, you're going to see even less of them. Oh, you know, they're going to get, like, five seconds of screen time. Yeah, that was... Enjoy. That was Rose from the... She was the big deal in The Last Jedi. And yet, in Rise of Skywalker, she's there, like, one scene. She did not deserve that heat. Dude. I'm going to be real with you. That woman did not deserve the heat. Dude. She quit Twitter because of that shit. Because, like... Yeah. Dude, people hated her character for some reason. She quit Twitter, and it's like, it's like the people at Disney went, okay, we know you hate this character, so we're gonna, like, minimize their screen time as much as possible. Like, they gave in to the hate. Damn. But still, though, it even seemed like she and Finn were gonna be a thing, but... Rise of Skywalker came around, he needs this that. other chick. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't have mind that. To be honest. Yeah. Oh man. It's just there's 
some stuff they mentioned in Rise of Skywalker that they don't actually follow through on, like, like the people with force sensitivity. You don't, like, you don't, you can't, like, push and move stuff, but you have, like, force sensitivity. Like, they said Finn has force sensitivity, but they don't show it. There's just this one scene where she, he's like, she's on that ship. And like, how do you know? And he goes, I have a feeling. Like, just, what does that mean? Just, yeah, there's such a good ship that got scrapped, and I'm like, yeah. you know, why did you have to? Uh, I hate when people pander to the crowd. I don't know. Like, I'd rather, I would rather curse them hell off, prove them wrong. Like, listen, dipshit, I did not go to art school for seven years and theater for seven years for you to shit all over with your shitty take because you own a freaking dark Vader plushie when you were three. Shut the hell up and enjoy this goddamn <laughs> No, no, we're gonna pander to the damn crowd. That's what we're doing these days. Uh, <sighs> Ryan Johnson in a nutshell, man. He legit said if he ever made a he, he knows that he made a bad movie if everyone comes out of it saying that they liked it. He he wants at least one guy saying that it was shit. That's how he knows, like, yeah, I did a good job. Dude doesn't pander to nobody. But oh man. We said this before, like a lot of Rise of Skywalker was just undoing everything that came before this. I think you pointed this out. It's like, you could skip the second movie entirely thanks to Rise of Skywalker. Just, uh, we don't know. We don't know because like half the shit that happened in the first two movies never got followed up. So we don't know that either. Yeah. Like, who was Snoke anyway? Does it matter? Oh, I guess not. Does it matter? He did. Amen. Oh, and Palpatine is Palpatine has returned. Just we're not gonna explain that. that. No. Just move on. He's back. Deal with it. Deal with it. Even my dad came out with this movie and said, "You know, that was just pretty shit." I'm like, "Yeah, like, I can agree. Yeah. I can agree." But when we saw the first Star Wars movie, um, now it's not not the first like first ever Star Wars movie, but when we saw like. The Force, uh, what was it? The Force Awakens, yeah. right? He was like, "Damn, damn, that was good. Like, holy shit, this would be good." And then you watch the second one. It's like, uh, you know, they did some things in that movie, and I can understand why, but I feel like it's gonna piss a lot of people off. And I, and when he thought it, I'm like, "Yeah, you know, that makes sense." Then I did it. I was like, "What the fuck has happened here?" Like, you know, the character banter between them. 
But some of it is pretty, I don't want to say iconic, but it's memorable. Like that, I don't like sand. It's coarse, it's rough, and it gets everywhere. First of all, no human being talks like that. And two, you're talking about sand. What the? Seriously. Who likes sand? It's people who just like don't like going in the water. Dude. Just, there are... It's got its moments. I'll say that about that prequel saga. It's got its moments. stuff and 
the way Marvel wanted it, they wanted just a straight up action movie. Like we, it was basically we don't need, we don't need this. Yeah, we don't need to. Punisher is the kind of character who's fit for a character study film, like a Logan-esque movie. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I mean, he is an interesting character, and I don't think a love interest is necessarily a good thing for him. He didn't have one in the Punisher series, and I understand why. His attachment to his wife and family was like the thing that makes For my understanding, for the Fantastic. 
Marvel would be up to it in the next few years is a Void and Sentry movie. Holy Sentry. shit. Man. Yeah, Sentry. Man. Because you, do you know the story about Void and Sentry? Nah, man, not really. Just only what you told me and some of the stuff in the World War Hulk stories, though. So, Sentry was this guy who was like a drug addict. Right? And he found a serum, a modified version of the super soldier serum. how 
ever since Civil War, like superhero movies have like cared about the collateral damage and now all fights have to take place in like these abandoned areas. Like every single superhero movie after Civil War has taken place in some huge field or like an empty part of town or something. Like I'm serious. Yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, they're still causing collateral damage. It's just that there's no innocence like now. Yeah. There's no, there's no civilians around. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you say collateral damage, I just want the freaking spaceship coming out of the time machine. Shit out. Aunt May, Ned Leeds. 
what you think about Man is just bad at keeping the shit together. Come on. How is it? How is it? It leads you to find out about your bloody identity, but like super villain Doctor Octavius can't. What the flip? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only reason they find out about is like because they have a look for that movie. That's the only freaking reason. I guarantee you, if this were like a Spider-Man show, nobody would know shit. Nobody does know shit, like, on the TV shows. Exactly. Oh, man. What did you think about the the movie's cast in terms of, like, like Eugene Flash compared to the original movie where, like, Flash was this big, muscly dude, but now he's, like, this regular Indian guy? makes more sense. Really? Assholes have evolved. It's not the big jock dumbass. I'm jock you, you small. I hit you. No, it's the asshole that's always being an asshole. No, he doesn't have to necessarily bully you. He just needs to piss you off. Yeah, but like regular Peter Parker could take this guy. I'm just saying, man. That's not the point of Flash. They're not trying to make like Peter Parker getting bullied at Keystone in terms of like, oh, you know, Peter Parker, shame for him, is getting bullied. They didn't need to do that because they weren't starting his journey. In the other movies, it was like right from the beginning, Peter Parker before superpowers. This movie, they didn't need to do that. So I didn't see the need for Flash to be like, or oh, I'm big Flash dumbass. He just needed to be just an asshole. And he fits that he is an asshole. And the funny part is that he's a fan of Spider-Man. So, I mean, there's the irony there. And that's that's great. It kind of bugs me that this dude's going to be Agent Venom at some point. You know, just... I don't think he ever will. I don't think the Agent Venom thing will ever become... will ever come into fruition. Why not, eh? I mean, they're working with Sony. Sony and Marvel are back together now, so... Good. I know they're back together, but that doesn't mean we're going to get Agent Venom. Agent Venom implies that there is a much larger plan for Spider-Man in terms of... It was in the context of, like, a much more expanded Spider-Verse. But we know how Marvel does this thing. You're not going to get a, a super in-depth Spider-Verse. You need a Spider-Verse movie with three different Spider-Man. That's going to be it. You're not going to get a Spider-Verse movie with this, like, his clothes and, like, all sorts of other shit. And oh, what, what were they doing in that other one? Flipping Amadeus Cho. You're not going to get that shit. Amadeus Cho is a Hulk. Yeah, Amadeus Cho is the Hulk. Yeah, we're not going to see that. That's, that's highly unlikely. Exactly. Shame, though, man. But we are getting She-Hulk. I'm down for that, though. Oh, yeah, I'm down. I'm down for that. This year has been the first year since 2009 where Marvel has not released a single new anything. No Iron... Okay, not Iron Man, like, no Thor, no Captain America, no Avengers, nothing. I don't mind that. To be honest, it's a shit show over here, so... I feel like we needed a break, though. Like, after Endgame, we just needed some time. Yeah. No, it wasn't Endgame, it was Far From Home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't consider Far From Home to be, like, such a mind-blowing I mean, after the huge epicness of Ed Game and back to like the more down to earth Spider Man movie, it just. It's not a letdown. It's just not as big. Yeah. Yeah. I get it, though. We didn't need a cool down movie. Not every movie can be like, oh, world ending threat. Yeah, it's the, what is it, it's power scaling and it's, and it's threat scaling. Yeah. 
violence when we had freaking Dr. Doomsday and Dr. Doom and um, Galactus. That's going to be a whole That's going to be tough to do cuz I mean Galactus fucking eats planets. He is a huge threat. But Thanos wiped out half-life in the universe. So it's not going to be on the same level. It's definitely not going to be on the same level. But when you think about like Thanos has already had his, his shit redone, right? If he redid it, everybody's back. Yeah. But Galactus is still out there eating worlds. And that shit don't come back. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Silver Surfer in the MCU, like so they can do the oh, character yeah. justice. Yeah, please. The Fantastic Four Two is garbage. <laughs> Better than Fat Fostic. was garbage. Like we didn't do over the comics. Two was like freaking badass in the comics. This thing is just like so meh. It's so much mud. I didn't hate it though. It's just. I read the comics and the, like the comics oh, you were right they are better than the movie but I didn't hate what they did with the character cuz there is a story in the comics where Doom takes the Silver Surfer's powers and he runs he just fucks shit up and I just like the design and the way he acts isn't really He's a smart asshole, but he's not necessarily smart. You know? How so? I mean, like, normal doctor, like, intellectual goes head to head with, 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 uh, Reed. Mr. Fantastic. But, yeah. Or three. Still look like, yeah, I'm just an asshole with money. Yeah, it is what it is. I don't even give off that vibe. Maybe I'm missing something, but that's how I felt about him. Yeah, it's just—I feel like you could have done more. And also, the shit he does is just like on a whim. You know, Doctor Doom's whole personality is that he plans and plans and plans before he takes off a single step. Which is why, whenever he does something, it seems well executed, but because he's been planning for so long. <laughs> There's bound to be some sort of stupid plot hole that it's missed. And it's usually how fantastic people get in and then, you know, uh, damn it. Yeah. And very stuff. The perfect example of that was in the story where he takes Silver Surfer's powers. Because uh, when Silver Surfer was, like, he helped the Fantastic Four fight Galactus, like, Galactus cursed him to like stay on earth like you'll no longer be able to like go through space you're stuck here on earth since you care about the planet so much and that's how see because doom wasn't around for that and he didn't know that so but reed did so he made like dr doom like with like the silver surface board fly out into space chasing this drone and when he got there there was this big flash and then the board came back empty. And then Reed revealed, like, well, like when Galactus said he took away the surface ability to stay and to, like, go out into into space, I figured he must have put something there to actually, like, enforce that ruling. And Doom didn't know that, but we did. And, like, that's the thing. It showed... That was exceptionally well done, because it showed, like, Doom thought of everything... Except one little thing, and Reed capitalized on that. It also it showed like how smart Reed was because he knew we can't fight this dude. We're not gonna win if we just throw down with this guy with his cosmic powers. So we gotta figure out some other way. And that was well done. But in the film, they totally fight this dude, and it's the there was this weird thing where like Johnny could absorb powers of the other Fantastic Four members and that's how they beat him basically they he absorbs Fantastic's stretching ability Grimm's rock powers and Sue's force fields and he just beats him in a straight up 
fist fight, so... Oh well. That's that, I guess. Yeah. And there was no Galactus in the movie. Remember that? They made him a space cloud. Just... Uh. <laughs> You're not gonna believe this, but the when I read the the making of the, the behind the scenes thing, they were like they didn't want to make an actual like giant being with. They thought it would be too silly to have like this giant alien that comes down and tries to eat the planets. Like. <laughs> And still she sings 